Are we recording and that? Are we ready to yeah. go? Yeah, 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 we should be good. Stressful. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so this is the British People podcast. It's the first episode, I think, because the last one was episode zero. It was the pilot. And this week we've got the producer sitting in with us. So if we sound a bit more nervous, that's why. She was a bit angry last week because we started moving about and that took her a lot of editing. So she sat with us today, but she's not going to say anything. Just to make sure we're doing everything right by the book. So, yeah. But she's not going to have any impact on what we say. She wanted to make that clear because it's supposed to be like British people's actual opinions, not what the producer thinks. Yeah, she's just listening. So Mm. to make sure that we don't mess it up. Yeah. Sound wise. And format. Like we were, we were a bit long, so she's changed the format so we're not talking as much because it took over an hour to record and then obviously that took ages to edit down into something digestible. So we're talking less, basically. So as usual, we will be talking about the last two weeks news, culture and entertainment of Britain. We're going to be starting with the news But first, names. I am Jane. I'm Steve. All right, I'm Arthur, yeah. Are you awake? Yeah, I'm just a bit thrown off by all this um, red stuff all over the agenda, just like sticking out, you know, it's a bit... Like a deer in headlights. ...isn't it, really, just constantly scrolling in, yeah, yeah, just like stay still, stay like every like five paragraphs or something it's mad <laughs> it's, it's actually put pressure on me now like you know i was a bit kind of what to sit still yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit put back by it do you feel a bit stressed take a breather i feel pressure anyway because we're getting paid yeah i thought this was a relaxed podcast but it's a bit you're feeling a bit pressured yeah i always feel pressure oh yeah i, I know all the time no matter what i do oh i feel uh, i just put pressure on myself well, should we get into the news anyway? Let's do it. Okay. So uh-huh. there's actually been like quite a bit of news, but I should say that the format that's changed is that we're not each going to do a story anymore. Only one of us is going to have a story in each segment and we're going to alternate every week. So it'll be a different host take each episode from what they thought was important. Yep. <coughs> so anyway, the story I've picked is that... The Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, has died at the age of 99. And that was back on the 9th of August in 2021. So he died four months from now. 9th of... Oh, God. Yeah, 9th of April. (laughs) Mm. Slip of the tongue. Are you some sort of time traveller? Have you come back to tell us something? (laughs) Go on, then tell us about him. The nerves are setting in, aren't they? Woo! And the producer's listening as well. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. (laughs) Hopefully I don't get fired on the first episode. (laughs) So yeah, Philip was born Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark in 1921. He was the great-great-grandson of Queen Victoria, which is the same as his wife, the Queen, actually, who is also the great-great-granddaughter of Queen Victoria. So they are third cousins, which... Is a bit weird, but right. I mean, how, yeah. How far is th- third cousin? I guess just that they're both great great grandchildren of Queen Victoria, but then that could be anything. Like there doesn't seem to be anything incestual. Yeah, that's just second cousins. What's a second cousin? A second cousin is. Is that the cousin of your cousin? So it's got to be the cousin of your cousin who's the cousin. It's quite far removed. But still, that's just a bit odd. Yeah, there's nothing incestual about their kids, so couldn't be that close. Mm-hmm. He did have an interesting upbringing, though. I've been watching quite a few YouTube videos about his life, which are coming out in swathes now he has died. Yeah, I bet. So when he was a baby, his family had to flee Greece due to a military coup to overthrow the monarchy. He joined the Navy after college. He had to give up his Navy career shortly after marrying the Queen, though, after a mm. coronation. After a coronation. I'm not going to lie. Most of my knowledge comes from the crown on the Duke of Edinburgh. 
So these are just tidbit facts. Yeah, a lot of people I've been talking to have been saying, sort of get the history and stuff of the royal family, watch The Crown. But I don't mm. know how committed I can be to that series, so I haven't started it. But a lot of people have said, yeah, if you want royal family info, watch The Crown. I did like The Crown. Like I am waiting for season four because I really enjoyed the third and the second and the first season, obviously. Or series, it's British. Are there many episodes per season? Uh, I think there's like 12. Oh, that's not bad. Is it like an hour long? Yeah, each one is an hour long. It's okay. so good, though. Uh, Arthur, have you watched it? Um, Is that the one on Netflix? Yeah. Um, No, I haven't. I didn't think he would have, to be honest. No, no, I was, I was uh, sort of shooting in the dark there. I wouldn't have thought that Arthur would have watched The Crown. Mm. If, if 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 he's dead now, does that mean um, people people can't do that walk thing anymore that they do in school and that? No, I think that'll still go on because I did put this in here, but in an interview with Fiona Bruce for a BBC One ninetieth birthday special. When she asks him about if he's proud of his work for the Duke of Edinburgh and his part in that, he said, I've got no reason to be proud of it. It's satisfying that we found a format that works, but that's it. And he said, I don't run it. I think it's clearly secondhand, the whole business. At some point, I was given the responsibility or the credit for it, which I like because he's so sort of honest and forthcoming about what his role really was. Yeah, that's sort of like, I mean, it's there. Uh, I've got nothing Mm. to do with it, but it's there. Yeah. So enjoy it. (laughs) It's like he's outright in how sort of insignificant his role really was other than influence. Mm. Have any of you done that award? No, I I didn't. I didn't didn't bother with that. Uh, I started the bronze. That's about it. I didn't finish it. Uh... When did it when did it come about? Do you know? Has it been going on for ages? Um. No, I didn't get that bit in my research. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. when I was younger, I never really heard of these things. But then as I got older and I spoke mm. to people at like work and stuff, they some people at work have done it. So to clarify, none of us have a Duke of Edinburgh award then? No, not I'm aware of. No, none of us are that uh, committed to... It's walking, isn't it? Just Just hiking. Yeah, it's a lot of walking and camping and you have to do so many hours of charity work and so many hours of sports. Well, that's quite good. It's quite a good... um, Motivating, yeah. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I'd probably make my kids do that. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst parenting tactic, to be fair. No, I don't think so. I think it would be uh, quite good Mm. for them. A bit more on the Duke of Edinburgh... He was an advocate for the environment before it was particularly considered a problem or fashionable. In 1970, he said at the climate conference that politicians need to act now before it's too late. And he was the first president of the World Wildlife Fund. He also said that voluntary family limitation was the only way to tackle human population pollution. So, yeah. So I think the main thing is that he backs a lot of campaigns for the environment rather than leads them. Backed. Yep, true. Yeah, no, yeah, bless him. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's nice. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely something that the world's really geared towards and it's a shame that if people didn't like listen as much back then, what the impact could have been if like more people followed him or more people were interested in that mm-hmm. at the time. Because it does seem to be just like, I don't know, really mainstream for the past i don't know 10 10 years maybe like everything about recycling and pollution i mean as a kid i'd never even heard of recycling really yeah no I, i'd never heard of it blimey i probably well, i probably knew about recycling when i was probably about i don't know 10 11 i don't think i'd ever heard of it before that I've always sort of been interested in it. Like we had a tour of a bin factory and they showed us the new recycling bins, which was fascinating. You care? Do you not anymore? I do care, (laughs) but it hurts to think about it now because it's so real. I know. It it is, yeah. And you see all these documentaries on like Netflix or whatever, like the controversial one at the minute, which is Seaspiracy. I watched that. That was uh, the end scenes in that were pretty horrific. Um, 
And then what what are the other ones? Uh, what the Health, Cowspiracy. Just anything by David Attenborough. Yeah, and anything by David Attenborough. Obviously, yeah, he's he's a god when it comes to nature documentaries. Mm. And it is it is such a shame when you see all these all these like beautiful creatures stuck in wrapped in plastic and dying. Mm. Oh, it's just so sad. Yeah. And yeah, we best do our best to clean that up because that's not fair. You there, Arthur? Any thoughts? Uh, sad, isn't it? Which bit? Um, all of it. What do you do towards the environment? What do you do for the environment? Um, recycle, I guess. Um, I drive, so that probably doesn't. That's probably the opposite, and actually driving, that's bad. Um, Are you vegan, vegetarian? No, 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 no. No, I don't see that would have saved the environment anyway. It's good killing cows. They give off, like, methane gas, so getting rid of them probably does a bit of good. Yeah, but we farm them, (laughs) so they produce even more gases than if we didn't farm them and eat them. Um, Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. No, that's fact. Were you this talkative in your interview? Is this how you got the role? Um, can't remember it now. Brilliant. Back to the Duke of Edinburgh, shall we? <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> so I did note when I was researching him that a lot of people referred to him as a casual racist when they referred to his work and comments. Mm-hmm. The main one that comes up is one that he made on a trip to China he quipped to a group of students off the record that if they stayed in China much longer, they would come back with slitty eyes. (laughs) And he talked about this in that Fiona Bruce documentary for BBC One. And when she questioned him about it, she suggested that some people may have thought he shouldn't have said it. And he replied, it has no effect in China if that is what you are worried about, which... To be fair. No, that, I was just, just going to say, that is such an older generation thing to say. Mm. I mean, I can imagine my grandmother saying something like that. I mean, the interview alone was ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. Ten years ago? What was it like ten years ago in terms of racism and stuff? 2010? I mean, it was probably just starting, like, countries pro- being proper PC about these things. I mean, I... I wouldn't put him into the category of racist for saying that. I just thought it was a supposed to be funny comment that was typical for their generation. But I do think it was rude. I wouldn't say it was racist, but I would say it was rude. I would say, yeah, that's rude. But I wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, just because of that, I wouldn't say he's a racist. That's for sure. He's not like saying down with China. He's just making an older generational joke. Arthur, your opinion on racism in this comment? Um, say, um, it's like a uh, what's the word? It's like a difficult ground in it. You got to be careful what you say. Um, I think the whole point is that we don't be careful here. Oh right, yes, that's a good point. Um, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? You can't really say that. So, um, some students went abroad on a tour, and he said, if you stay there too long, you get slitty eyes. Yeah, that's it's got to be racist, isn't it? It's pretty bad. But what about it is racist? Like, is it a racist comment or is it just sort of the standards of today? I'm guessing he's like saying if you spend so much time around them, your eyes just change, I'm guessing, or something. It's like um, evolution, maybe that's what he's getting at. Spend a lot of time around people with like eyes and that that are f- funny. Or not f- um, I, I'm... I, uh, mm, with different eyes, yeah, different. Then you, you're sort of your eyes are sort of, you know, changed for its surroundings. Maybe there's not a lot to see in China, so that's why. <laughs> They're just closing their eyes gradually in evolution, so they don't have to look around. Because of all the smog. And there's a lot of pollution over there, isn't there? So it's probably just like oh, nothing to see. So you're saying that's what the Duke of Edinburgh was referring to. That if they stayed there for too long, evolution would catch up with them and their eyes would close up so they didn't have to look at the smog. Now, what he said there, would you, would, would that be considered racist? Um, Yeah, probably. Or is that an evolutionary trait? 
let's just move away from the whole China thing. See, now you've sort of made it so it isn't racist, but now I feel like it could have been. I don't know how you did that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It... I said I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Oh, Just to clarify, we're not racist. Yeah, because that makes it true. Exactly. I don't think I am. I'm not racist. Shall we get on to society and culture now, The that section? Yep, so the society and culture section is... Um, in this, we have a personal segment, and I will be doing it for this week. Um, so I came across this. I was uh, going down a YouTube rabbit hole, and one of the videos was... Um, Pointless interview questions. Now, I'm going to ask some of these questions to you guys, and I want to hear your answers. Give them some really good thought and see what, 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 yes, let's just see what answers you can give me to these questions. Are you going to answer them too? I'll give my answers, yeah. Um, I've got, I've already got my answer for the first one, and every time I've looked for an answer for this, I've not mm -hmm. seen my answer come up, so I want to see if, uh, what you two come up with. The first silly pointless interview question is you see a hippo fall into a hole what do you do to get it out how big is the hole big enough to fit a hippo in but is it big enough that the hippo could just climb out okay let's say it's 15 or 20 foot wide and it's 40 foot deep it'd be dead the hippo's not dead he rolls okay. down the he rolls down the sides okay head first a roly-poly. Yeah, but he's alive at the bottom. He's not dead. This is a live hippo at the bottom of the hole. What do you do to get it out? Lower down, like... What are those things that you put, like, injured people on at the scene of a accident? a accident? A stretcher? Yeah. Put down a stretcher attached to, like, rope, which is in turn attached to, like, a mechanism that will pull it up. You know, it doesn't matter the weight, it'll pull it up. And then, so lower that down and just see if the hippo gets on it. And then if it does, obviously, pull it up. I don't know. Right, okay. Arthur, what's yours? How are you getting this hippo out the hole? Um, Probably, um... Don't um, say the it, same as Jane. No, I wasn't. I was going to say, um, like, uh, what's it called when you, like, put a dart in it and it makes it go to sleep? Tranquilizer. Tranqu yeah, that's, I was going to say put it to sleep, but that would kill it. So yeah, tranquilize, um, tranquilize it so it's completely out of it. Um, and just probably... Is, is the whole point of this to get it out? Yeah, it's not to kill it and fill the hole in. Oh, right, so um, but um, No, yeah, you're trying to get this hippo out. This hippo has, I don't know... Is, is holding something in its stomach that's very precious to you and you need to get it out that hole in one piece. Couldn't the life of a hippo be enough? Does it have to have something valuable in its stomach to validate the time and effort put into getting it out alive? But I think Arthur was just going to kill it and leave it at the bottom. Yeah, I was probably just going to um, be like... Mm. Is it... Is it... Is it... What, what's its gender? <laughs> I don't know. The gender? I don't know. It's a boy hippo. Hmm. A ladder? Sorry, only a boy hippo could get up a ladder? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably just, um. I'd probably just get like. Come on, we haven't um, got all day. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I, I wouldn't get it out. I'd probably just bury it, but you can't do that. So. I don't know. It's, can't get one of those, um, helicopters with a magnet on it. That's probably a bit too excessive, isn't it? Um, you realise hippos aren't metal. Wait, I wanted him to try, try and get to that bit on his own. Oh. Probably give it a, a spade then or something. It can dig its way out. Un Untranquilise it and give it a spade. Right, so you've given a hippo a spade. It hasn't got... Mm. It doesn't have grip. It can't hold stuff. Mm. So you've got a spade lying next to it now. Oh, I, could, I could just go down there and dig it out, couldn't I? Oh, I don't know. I didn't... I didn't sign up for this. Dig it out. <laughs> Stressing me out. <laughs> right. Okay. I think I think we'll uh, let Arthur have that 
let's skip that one. My answer was just fill the hole with water. Oh yeah, because they swim. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh yeah. All the other people I saw online were like calling fire brigade, putting things around it, and I thought, why has no one thought to just fill the hole with water? It swims and it can just climb out. That's brilliant. I was pretty proud of that one, I've got to admit. Yeah, that's that's genius. It would just rise up. Yeah. Yeah. That is like lateral thinking. I never would have <laughs> thought of that. That is good. Um the one of the next questions is what has been your most bizarre life experience? I have one. I know mine. Yeah, you you guys are gonna have to go first because I can't I don't deal with on the spot questions like that. Okay, you ever think. And then uh, um... we'll start with Jane. Okay. Okay, so at home, we have a conservatory and bugs always get in there. I think they like the warmth or whatever. But I always feel bad if I see them. So I sort of like stop what I'm doing. Normally I'm eating and that's annoying. But so this one time I see a ladybug. So I put down my food, which is going to be getting cold. And I get up to get this ladybug and I have to sort of like preciously, you know, flick it onto my finger without squishing it and killing it and like making it worse off than if I hadn't found it. And then after all that, I finally open the door, put my finger out and it flies off. And literally it gets like half a meter away from me. And a robin swooped down and literally <laughs> plucked it from the air and then flew off. Oh, no. But yeah, it was. That is horrible. It was fascinating to see. Like I've, I'd never witnessed that sort of raw animal kingdom hunting thing. Oh, how old were you? Was this like last week? No, that was like last year, maybe two. Oh man, that's got to be awful. I didn't feel bad because I thought, well, it's like the circle of life and it, oh. you know, it is just a ladybug. <laughs> but I, sucks. It was cool to see, but I was a little annoyed at how much time I'd invested into getting it out safely. But I did think, you know, what a waste of time. That would really annoy me. <laughs> I'd be gutted for the ladybird and I would just be annoyed about the effort that I'd put in to save that ladybird and it didn't even try and, like, miss the robin. Ah, oh, that... It was mad. How close was the robin for you to see that the ladybird, like, like it had eaten the ladybird? It was, like, the ladybird had only had about three seconds of freedom. It wasn't that far away from me and the robin just swooped down. It made me realise how good their eyes must be. Yeah, that's got... Because the ladybird is tiny. Yeah. It is absolutely tiny. Mm. Oh, that would have killed me. Well, mm. um, my my bizarre life experience is... And I'll start with this first. Um, I don't believe in the paranormal or ghosts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know how to explain the next part. But um, I don't know hallucination I'll go with but I remember when I was about nine yeah I think I was about nine my sister was just born um I don't remember I remember it being very very late it was probably about one o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I was uh, thirsty so I got out of bed and I walked down the stairs and went to the kitchen got a drink drank it and then as I was making my way back from the kitchen through the living room to go up the stairs, um, I turned around and saw my mum stood in the corner of the room behind a sofa staring at me. And I tried talking to her and she wouldn't answer. And the weird thing that I remember about this was that she was sort of glowing. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I freaked out. I started crying on the spot and I legged it upstairs to my mum's room. And um, my mum was in bed. And I started like basically smacking the bed and screaming at her going, why did you do that? You just scared me. Why? Why did you do that? That's so horrible. And she was like, what, 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 what are you talking about? And then I told her what happened. And then, yeah, that's the end of that. That was just I just I can remember that for the rest. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I have a question. Hit me. Did she remember seeing you when she woke up? Like, did she feel like she had dreamt that you were stood there having a drink? Or had she just no recollection of it? No, no, nothing. She was just like, what you want about? And then I explained the whole story to her. 
did she not have a dream at all was it like a sleepless thing i think it was sort of sleep it must have been sleepless because she didn't know what i was talking about or relate to the issue and we talked about it after we talked i think we've talked about it um a few times like years after and no she's never brought anything up about having a dream or anything like that i just remember being freaked out so was it it was like a sleep no not like a sleepless like a dreamless sleep yeah I mean, if you were going to be spiritual about it, it could be like her soul wanted to come downstairs and watch you. <laughs> uh, Thanks, mum. Uh, yeah, it, I don't. I, I honestly can't say what it is. At that time of life, maybe I was feeling stressed, or I don't. I don't know what was going on, but it was fucking weird. In that same house, though, weird stuff did used to happen again. I don't believe in ghosts. Just weird shit happens in life. And I don't know what what it was. I just remember as well walking up the stairs in this particular house to go to my bedroom and see shadows of cats running up and down the stairs. And we didn't have cats. And I'd hear like little bells of cats in the house. Like, you know, the ones that like, they get on their collars. Like on the Lindor chocolate bunnies. Yeah, pretty much like that. And then we used to have like a heating switch and it used to switch itself uh, on or like on this like day-night setting, I don't know what it was, so we had to tape, we had to end up taping the button into a specific position so it would stop. That could be a malfunction of any sorts, but the cats and that, I still can't, can't explain. See, you do sound like you kind of believe in the supernatural, because you're sort of going there, but it kind of sounds like you're scared to, to think it might be supernatural, because if you believe in the good, like, spirits, then you also have to believe in the bad, and you're worried it might have been a demon looking at you. Um, no, no, I don't believe in it. I, I don't know. Like I say, it could have been, it could be anything. I could have been tripping. Mm. What do you think, Arthur? Are we going to have to prompt you every time just to get you to say something? I think he's fallen asleep. Um, I was just trying to think of my bizarre one, so I wasn't really listening. I must have talked for about three days there and you still not got anything. No, not really. I was trying to think of my bizarre life's question because I was like, oh, something about a ghost or something. Do you believe in ghosts and the afterlife? Mm, I think I, I think once you're dead, you're dead. But um, so that they probably no, I don't. Mhm. But you can't think of anything bizarre that's happened in your life. Well, I thought of one thing, but does drowning count? Yeah. Um, when I was about free we were staying in my mum's friend's villa in um oh, cyprus and um my i my dad can't swim and still can't and he was given he was given instructions by my mum i'm just going inside to get a drink or something or whatever keep an eye on him don't let him fall in obviously naturally i did fall in because i was sitting left on the edge of the pool um, it's weird. I, I I remember it to this day. Just like sinking to the bottom of the um the swimming pool, and just looking straight up. And I don't know when you're underwater, everything sounds like really disorientated, like mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I could hear at the top my dad going. Oh, well, I did. I didn't really know what he was saying, but he was obviously panicking and and this and that. And the next thing I just know is to the left of me, a massive splash, and it's my mum swimming down to pick me up and. I was scooped up and rescued, and it it, it was it was it was fine, obviously, because I'm here. And um, my mum said, "Yeah, all all she remembers was just seeing my little eyes just mm. looking straight dead up at the you know the surface, and just her swimming down towards me and scooping me up. And I I remember it now. In fact, if I can just sit here for like a second, I can literally just picture just me at the bottom of a pool, just looking up, and my dad kind of arms wailing in the air. You know, I hear you know a noise and that, and just." that splash and then after that splash I just remember be, that was it I was at the top um and that's all I remember from that so that was pretty weird I can I can visualize yeah. that um so that's maybe that was my life flashing before me wow probably that was it how yeah. old were you three I said I think I was three three I think oh. so I think I was three I think I had um armbands on as well so I don't know how I did sink but I don't know what? You had armbands on? I think so. Were they not inflated? Maybe I didn't at the time. Maybe they, yeah, maybe my dad was like, oh, I'll do them in a minute or something. I'll give, 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 just finish what he was doing and, and then I'll blow them up. 
No, no, I just fell in, apparently. I was just sitting on the edge, and I just, like... Or maybe I pushed myself off. I really don't know. But I um, they must have not been inflated. But they might have not been on. I, I just remember having orange orange, um, orange ones, orange armbands, um, when oh. I used to go abroad. So maybe my dad was like, oh, I'll blow them up in a minute. I'll give, I'll, I don't know, have a drink or something. Or I don't know. And then I fell in. Well, that was a bizarre one. That's a true story, honestly. Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah, that is that is weird. That is weird. Trump's my bug. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does sort of. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? I've um, I've got one more question. So the next question is: How do you weigh an elephant without using scales? I mean, that just sounds like a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> There's no punchline to this question. Could you um I'm got very, not very good with numbers, but couldn't you just like measure it width and horizontal and diagonally and then just like times it or something like that? Times it by what? I don't know, whatever the math mathematical equation is, like if you measure its width and length and all that and then just you, I guess you could go out. down that route, yeah. Wouldn't that just give you the area? Yeah. Yeah, and you just sort of like You'd have to. I, I don't know how long that would take to do it that way. It would. I can imagine it would take months if you were measuring the elephant, measuring its like density of fat, its muscle density, the size of its organs, and blah blah blah, and then having to compute it all. I guess that would take ages. What is the answer? Because I have absolutely no idea. There, there, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, my answer was. Um, place it in a in a pool like a pool that's like literally on the brink of overflowing um oh, yeah uh put it in the pool and all the water that overflows um see if, like what amount of that water is if it's if it's a thousand liters then the elephant weighs a thousand kilos or something like that no it'd be what's left in the pool wouldn't it like how, if, what, how much is left in you can do it that way or i would have just taken the mm. amount that is left out of the uh gets pushed out of the pool you just measure that and quite obsessed with water it. aren't you you're the one that nearly drowned yeah there was a lot of water based answers there weren't there yeah I, I mean water's helpful one litre of water is one kilo so it's easy to use as a scale oh unless you started drinking some of the water and then you'd get in correct result <laughs> why would you start drinking it I wouldn't drink elephant water no the tr- no the elephant the trunk inhaling it and then oh right yeah no i'd 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 tranquilize it you'd have to do it quick you'd have yeah you'd have to tranquilize it quick chuck it in using a stretcher to lift it up and plonk it in but what if i just shove a peg on its trunk and then it would would be okay the producer's just messaged she says move on (laughs) all right then producer moving on we are okay so this is when we talk about our like or dislike from the past two weeks, it used to be we all give both a like and a dislike, but for the format changes, now it's just either a like or a dislike. So I guess I'll start because my mine's first. Um, I've gone with a dislike again, I think. Well, I did two last week, so I've gone with another dislike. And um, I got into a little bit of um, gambling, nothing like serious i didn't lose them i don't know i don't know if i can state how much i lost i will forget it fuck it 30 quid i lost you lost um, 30 over quid a weeks yeah 35 quid over a week's betting um just on footballs you know left and right going oh, i'll put a, f- a couple of quid on that five on this um i've sorted it now i've got like a 30 30 30 day call off period um so that's that this is a bit of a dislike because i was just like being stupid and wasting money but it's a bit it's a bit 50 50 now i think about it because i did get some enjoyment out of it um and then some not enjoyment but i think that the um the not enjoyment outweighed the enjoyment because at the end of the day i was 45 quid down because i the money i earned i just spent again and that was all on like football games so were you betting for your favorite team to win games i never bet on my team no i'd never do that you just bet on like opposition teams or other games going on this i've actually learned so much about betting like what under means and over goals and and it's like all this and ackers i've actually learned quite a bit but um yeah. I, would, I would never get into i couldn't I, I wouldn't even look into it because i would just get 
hooked and i'd be it's like addictive, i can make yeah. money it's back. so addictive yeah. easy so, i'll make it back no problem yeah. one big win and you're sorted mm. it is like a mugs game yeah it's addictive yeah it is it definitely but is. i would definitely get hooked if given half the chance because you always lose in the long run you never come out with more unless you've literally like played the lottery once for example and won then you 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 are one lucky bastard Mm. There is something like so like thrilling when you just win even a bit of money or you just get your, your stake back. It's just like so exciting. It makes it more interesting. It's also because of like lockdown. I was like, oh, I've tried to fill a bit of time. I'm watching when my team's not playing. I watch another team and it's like, might as well make it a bit interesting, put a bet on it. I might get some money and enjoy the football. So, yeah, it kind of backfired on me, which I knew it would anyway because that's the first time I've ever done it. Well, betting on football, that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, on my uh, like or dislike, I have chosen... A don't dislike. bet, by the way. Don't bet. It's not good betting. Yeah. Everyone who's under way. 18, don't bet. Um, yeah. Don't bet in general, but if you do bet, it's your own fault. It is. I think that's a good public service amount announcement. Um, right. So my dislike for this week is I bought a... I don't know if we can call her a lockdown puppy, but we bought her when she was a puppy and it was lockdown. But um, I love her to bits and she is one of the best things that I've ever done. Uh, she's coming of age now where she gets uh, into humping. And as you guys know, when we were talking on the phone once, uh, she uh, just climbed on my back and started dry humping my back. Now... I don't like this because it's just a bit weird when your dog is like dry humping you. It's it's freaky. I didn't know that mm. she this would be a thing that she'd do. I didn't think I didn't get her and think, oh, later on down the line she's gonna start humping things. First of all, I didn't know that female dogs hunt. I thought it was only male dogs. <laughs> no, they definitely do. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was came, that came to me as a proper shock. She's more of a giver. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, because I wasn't doing anything. I was just talking. And then, uh, yeah, she just jumped up, on, put her paws around my neck, like, you're not going anywhere. Mm. And then uh, mm. started dry humping my back. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I have to tell her off, obviously, because I don't want her to do it. On camera. On camera, yeah. That's that's the worst thing. I wasn't shooting a porno. Like I say, I was on a call with these guys. It was a, uh, it was a video call. And then uh, I got caught out by my dog. It was entertaining to us, to be fair. I did get a screenshot of it. So that's that's my dislike from the past two weeks. <laughs> if oh. anyone's into um bestiality, this is probably yeah. This would be a like for them, wouldn't it? I guess so. In, into um, what? It would definitely def- bestiality. Go on. What's that? Uh, it's when you. I I I learned this in school. I, this isn't what I'm into. It's when um people like to um put things in insert them into um certain animals okay we're moving on <laughs> and you learn this in school yeah okay not by teachers not teachers obviously students my mates and that oh right okay i thought that was like part of your sexual education yeah part of science sex ed <laughs> <laughs> okay my dislike from the last two weeks is that lockdown has ended and we're all allowed to go out and shop and dine and whatnot did you say that was your dislike yeah that's a dislike yeah. what yeah go on why i think it's too soon like i know on the last episode i was excited that it was going to come to an end and i could go to charity shops but now i just think yeah i was about to say yeah yeah your last one was like oh 12th of april hope's starting and now you're slagging it off yeah but now i'm thinking we haven't all been vaccinated so why don't they just wait until like a sufficient number of people have been vaccinated before they start saying, yeah, go outside and mingle again? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what the stats are, but I think they're still quite low at the minute, although it's been, what, a day. Um, but that that is one of my fears, uh, is that it just spikes again. Because it, it's so annoying. It is really annoying. It just seems like for the sake of three months, we're going to be right back where we started in another lockdown. Just um, talking of stats, you know, just 32 million have re- received the first jab and almost 7 million have received both of the doses. Um, 
for me, I think it's, you know, I've always said that from the beginning, what figure is going to, the people going to be happy with it when we can go back mm. to some normality? And and I think it's a perfect time, you know, for me uh, as being, um, being um, uh, under 25, I'm not, not going to receive it till I've gone, even gone back to work. So I don't really get a say. Um, but I think all the vulnerable people have, I mean, they're already coming, starting on the people 40 and below. So... Haven't they just opened it up to 45 and over? I don't know, something something like that. So I think it's the perfect time. You know, it's all outside as well. So most of it's outside. In fact, I actually went for my first pint the other day. I wasn't desperate for one, but my mate was like, oh, I finished work, want to meet up. So I said, yeah. And it was nice. It was all set outside, all spread out properly um, and help local um, pubs and that and just get the economy back up and running. Um, especially because I work in that kind of trade, I, I want to get back to it and get back to work. So I'm, you know, more for it to start to be eased. Not everyone's going to do it sensibly, though. Like I was listening to the radio and they were interviewing crowds of people and they were saying, have you seen this message from the producer saying to be more upbeat? Yeah, I saw that pop up. I mean, I don't know how to sound upbeat about COVID. You can't. Not really. <laughs> It's not an upbeat subject. It's not a happy dance subject. Mm. You can't really sound more upbeat about COVID, that's for sure. Because it's just dragging on so much. Maybe we should just move on to the entertainment news. Go on, Arthur. Entertain us. Yeah, I've actually got some... Um, right, here we go. The, produ- the producer, you should like this. You're listening. You'll like this one. This is my entertainment bit I've taken. I've been given that responsible responsibility of the entertainment news. So this is pretty entertaining. Um, on the 1st of April, so um, 12 days ago from the time of this recording, on the Evening Standard, yeah, right, meerkats and squirrel monkeys, which I didn't know existed, squirrel monkeys, but they're like the um, the little ones, basically. If you picture a squirrel and a monkey, kind of like combined, that's what they are. And they, they, they're both of them, um, well, not the, the, the um, Meerka- uh, meerkats and squirrel monkeys they had a face off in um the easter egg hunt um an easter egg hunt at the london zoo do you know london zoo yeah it's a good zoo yeah um no i did put a link in i don't know if you got round to checking it but i did take some facts down so I'll, I'll start off with the um the base oh christ um so there was obviously no one allowed as london zoo um on april because it was still in the lockdown and um the animals had to keep themselves occupied with an Easter egg hunt in a 36-acre zoo, um, and they arranged like festive activities for the meerkats and squirrel monkeys by painting paper mache eggs, filling them with their favourite treats, and hiding them around the enclosures. So there was no chocolate involved, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but I guess you can't give chocolate to meerkats and monkeys. Um, They'll die. So yeah. Um, the, the animals hunted for the treats among the sands and rocks in their enclosures at London Zoo. So they weren't even allowed out. I thought they would let them out and go mental around the zoo and that where, <coughs> you know, people walk. But they were just they just quickly opened their cages, chucked them around. I don't know when they did it. It must have been they were sleeping or as they would have seen. Um, so it wouldn't have been that much of a hunt. But yeah, um, it goes on to say that the animal manager, Miss Ryan, added that the squirrel monkeys were particularly keen on hunting for snacks inside their Easter baskets, and while there were plenty of treat-filled eggs to go around, that didn't stop a few of the meerkats getting protective over their Easter hoard. So it kicked off a bit by the sounds of it. Um, Was there a fight? A bit, um, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming so. That's what, that's Arthur. what she can... Yeah. Huh? Arthur... Do you understand what entertainment news entails? Something that entertains you and gets you upbeat, exciting. No. So entertainment news is anything that's related to the entertainment industry rather than just anything that is entertaining. Shall I carry on reading what I've got here? I guess you might as well this week. I did notice last week that you both sort of came to the table with news stories that could have just been in the normal news section rather than the entertainment news yeah yeah that 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 was something um yeah we, we should you're probably... not entertained by little monkeys and that no apparently it's to do with celebrities and stuff it's not it's not entertain it's not news that's entertaining it's about the entertainment history history yeah history news <laughs> industry industry god <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you might as well carry on with it this week if that's all we've got. Well, I'm just going to say that um, 
it went on to talk about like the financial side of things, how it helped them out, and the government and the COVID various stuff. But that wasn't very entertaining. So that's that was about it, really. Right. I just I'm a bit sh- a bit. I thought that's quite interesting. Little monkeys and that running about, eating eggs. Um, eating like fruit and that, and meerkats and stuff. I don't know what they did with the other animals, like birds and stuff. I guess they they can't really. I don't know if they'd be good at it, pecking open the eggs and that. Depends. If it's like a parrot, they'd be really good at it. But I love that that's been Mm. somebody's job, is to make these papier-mâché eggs and then give them to meerkats. How much of a great day would that be? Yeah. Yawning. Sorry, we're boring you. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Is anybody awake over there? What are you doing? I am listening. It's just, it's just stories with animals in them. I just don't really care. You what are that? You are soulless. So are you, are you, are you telling me next time I've, I can't do this kind of entertainment? Well, it won't be me next time because I guess we'll switch no, it up. No, hold on a minute. She um, just said that stories with animals she doesn't care about. How soulless. I just don't find them like interesting. Why not? What about the one you did last week about Save Ralph? And yeah, that? but that wasn't about like, an actual animal. It was about a campaign to stop animal testing and they used an art form to communicate that message with the character being a bunny. So if someone offered you a day where you could hand out little paper mache eggs to a group of meerkats, that wouldn't be that wouldn't and monkeys. You. you wouldn't be fussed. Yeah, and monkeys. I would want to do that. I just wouldn't want to read a story about it. Oh, but it just like warms the cockles of your heart. Nah, the cockles are cold here. <laughs> just ice cold heart. Just just a stone, no blood pumping. Mm, for that. Oh, God. But yeah, do you understand what entertainment news is now? No, go on, say it again. I wasn't... A bit... Yeah, go on. So anything in the entertainment industry. So celebrities, new films, a new series coming out, trailers, stuff like that. I'm sick of hearing about celebrities and that. I want a bit different. Then let's hope you don't get the entertainment news section again. Yeah, it's a good thing the producer's listening. I'm sure she's making notes. Oh, God. I'm sure at the end of this we'll get a nice email with everything that we've done wrong and mm. how we should correct it next time and then probably another email after that with another long list of what we did wrong as she's editing. Maybe. <laughs> Got a few of those last yeah. time. Yeah. And some of them weren't very nice. Mind, I know we're kind of running over now, but that um Save Ralph advert with Ricky Gervais came out a week or two ago. Oh, yeah. Because I, I can't... Was it just the trailer last time? Yeah, first they released the trailer, and then like two weeks later they released the whole thing. Yeah, I watched that and it was horrific. The yeah. the end of the video was heartbreaking, mm. to say the least. It was it was disgusting. I still don't think that the Australian accent was the way to go because I think it just made it harder to like the bunny initially. But yeah, it was intense, especially that bit where they're putting the liquid into the bunny's eyes. I do think they should have made it more clear why we don't need to test on animals, though, because the way they said it, it was as if if we don't test on animals, then we're going to test on people. And they seem to just focus on cosmetics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I don't I, I think I've read about a bit into it and it's not it's not a necessity to test stuff like lipstick and that on animals. Um, so it would th- there's just no need to do it. I mean, there might be some cases where you might have to and they're probably very specific cases where there's nothing else you can do but for things like lipstick i mean they must know what's going into them and surely they can deduct from what's going into them what it's going to do to someone yeah i think they should have enough recipes by now to know how to make a lipstick yeah yeah safely not very entertaining that is it we've sending on a now there really haven't we do you really not understand the entertainment news section still offer like i'm not even sure if you're joking at this point it's entertainment, isn't it? Have you actually got something that's entertainment related and that was a joke article? No. That was it. That was the that was the one about 
monkeys and that meerkats with them easter eggs did you watch the save ralph thing um yeah i gave it a watch it might as well it might as well have just been a trailer it wasn't really that long um did it hit you hard nah i'm pretty um pretty like you know as long as they don't like kill them as long you know testing on it i'd rather a, a rabbit die than a human being for testing have maybe. you both just got hearts of stone is that what we're getting at here See, this is where we get a bit mixed because I'm cold-hearted for not caring about some fucking monkeys and paper mache, but you don't care if an actual animal dies from animal testing. Well, it's doing them on rabbits and that. It's not monkeys and meerkats. <laughs> Arthur, I think um, you might need to like drink some coffee. I don't know if you've fallen asleep, have you fallen off your chair and smacked your head or, or what, but um, are you there? Um, just wrap up now then, yeah? Okie dokes. <laughs> Alright then. He's wrapping up. Do you want to do it, Arthur? Oh, I did it last time. It's your section, so it would make sense to round it off. It's not... Oh, I did the... Right, this was the, um, the first one. This is, you know, this wasn't even meant... This is the proper one now, that was it. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, should be out soon. Um... We've got the email still here to give out, which is um British People Podcast at gmail dot com. If you want to send in some emails and have your thoughts on why entertainment news, well, it's just yeah, and um, you and we've got we're still looking for the fourth host, which I think we really need because it's so give us an email on British People Podcast at gmail dot com, and we'll sort it out. All right, everybody's welcome. Please apply. Is that it then? Have we done? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to everyone. It's hard on this podcast. This is shoddy. Did Did you listen to the first one, both of you? Um, uh, yeah. A little bit. I sort of had to skip over my my voice, but yeah, I did. I did listen to some of it, mm. and uh, it is it is it is very. I like the style. I like the I like the the way that it's been put together it does just sound like we are well it is that we are just sat here having a chat but they really like made it sound like that rather than it doesn't sound like a studio or yeah but it's all the shit bits it's everything it's It's funny it's not it's just rubbish like i try not to laugh because it irritates me when other people laugh on other shows it just sounds ridiculous and to keep in like us umming and ahhing and i mean i don't think she can find me I think that's just because you... I, I think you've just got a cold heart. Do you not like laughter either? I like laughing, but I think there's a time and a place. Like, have you heard that Radio 1 show? It's like Ricky, Melvin and Charlie in the evening. No, I've not heard that. Well, I listened because it sounded like it could be interesting, but they just kept laughing. Like, I laughing and laughing and just thought, shut up! Like, you know, they'd say, like, a word every now and then, but then they'd laugh for ages again. It's like, that is entertaining... To no one but you. So yeah. I love a bit of laughter. It just it just fills the room with joy. Or your ears, because obviously you'd probably be listening to that with headphones on or something. Yeah. Right, I think we'll uh I think this is it then. Um thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you again in the next episode. This is Steve and I'm out. Thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs>